Becoming a magician takes thousands of hours. Right, Ashley? Oh, I'm not a magician. I'm a design specialist at the Container Store. But you transform closets and pantries. Well, I turn your most frustrating spaces into ones you love. With a magic wand? Uh, with Alpha. Our customizable, adjustable, and affordable shelving and drawer system. The amazing Ashley! Making daily frustration disappear. <laughs> Just doing my job. Transform your space with Alpha and save 20% on purchases over $500. Get started with your free design at the Container Store today. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. You're listening to Wellness Talk with your host, George Batista. How's it going, everybody? This is Wellness Talk. Glad you guys could be with me this week. This is your weekly wellness update, the show that goes over the latest in health, healing, nutrition, fitness, and everything we can do to hopefully live a long, happy, healthy life and have fun doing it. This show is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illnesses. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice of any kind. So please, when wanting to make major changes in health or embark on any uh, health programs, always consult your doctor. Okay, And I'm sure many of you who listen to this show regularly probably say that with me because I say that every show. Um, you can check out the articles that I cite on Facebook forward slash wellness talk with George Batista. If you like those, you want to read read all that, read the science on it. Uh, if you want to speak with me, go to georgebatista.com or you can get me at um, wellnesstalk at hotmail.com where I answer some of your questions that come in. I'm going to go over what we're going to talk about this week. We've got a couple of good articles here. First one is from Wellness Resources. This is uh, from Byron Richards uh, about lipoic acid and how it helps to clear acid aldehyde and how it does that. A lot of people have gut problems, especially acid aldehyde issues when it comes to sugar and candida albicans and things like that. So I'm going to talk about how lipoic acid can help you deal with that issue and the new science that's come out on that. Next, uh, mainstream science. This is from UPI.com. This is too much sugar can lead to heart failure. Uh, and, it, you know, a lot of people tell me, well, you know, I don't... It's funny because when I, I talk to people and they'll tell me, well, I don't eat, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of things with cholesterol and I don't have a lot of things with fat and trans fat and all this stuff and, and saturated fat. 
So, uh, you know, my risk for heart failure is low. Really? Well, how much sugar do you have? Well, I eat a lot of sugar. <laughs> well, you know, I think, in my opinion, and what the new science has come out and shown that actually sugar is one of the biggest culprits uh, when it comes to heart failure, bigger than a lot of those other things. So we'll talk about that as well. Next, the nutrient for this week, we're going to talk about Powdiarco. Now, many of you have not even heard of this. So this is... Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. This is from Natural News. This is from P. Simard. And I'm gonna talk about how it strengthens your immune system. This is more of a, uh, more of a kind of an herb that uh, people have been using. It's actually gaining popularity in the states because now there's more, there's more attention being put on it because they're realizing how much it boosts your immune system, and uh, can be added to your current toolbox. And then we're gonna go over uh, apples. And this is from Natural Health 365. I'm going to talk about apples and the different things that apples can do for you because it's just more and more science on apples and how, you know, you figure apples have been around forever and you figure that we've known all the things that apples can do. Well, we're still finding out uh, a lot of things that that apples uh, can do and how they affect your health. So we're going to go over that as well. And then I'm going to answer a question, uh, an interesting question that I got. So uh, we've got some great information coming at you. So let's start here with uh, wellness resources. I'm going to talk about lipoic acid and acid aldehyde. Okay. Now let's let's kind of give a little backstory. First of all, acid aldehyde uh, is it's kind of a waste product that uh, can be is in your system basically, and and a lot of, and basically. Uh, it's technically supposed to be cleared out, and you have uh, you have a um, an enzyme in your system that's called aldehyde dehydrogenase. That's actually its job is to help clear out the acid aldehyde in your house, not in your body. Now, how is acid aldehyde produced? Well, it's it's uh, it's a toxic form of aldehyde, and it's produced in your uh, your it's produced in your system when, for example, your your liver metabolizes alcohol, when it metabolizes sugar. And things like that. So, for example, if you have a, you know, if you have trouble digesting, you have a leaky gut syndrome. If you have, um, uh, you know, candida albicans and things like that, and then you mount sugar on top of that, it kind of mixes, and it's almost like a, uh, almost like a brewing situation that happens in your stomach, and it makes like a yeast, and that yeast is called, you know, it's it's uh, a byproduct called acetaldehyde. So, um, if acid aldehyde is not detoxified, the problem is that it crosses the blood-brain barrier and can cause all kinds of issues, uh, brain stress, it can cause brain fog, it can cause mental health issues, and um, it can also cause, again, you know, big stomach problems, and it can, it can really cause major issues in your body. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, how our, our alpha-lipoic acid um, affects that. Well, first of all, RFLipoic acid is its a small molecule. It's an antioxidant, and it's one of the most important members of your overall antioxidant team. Now, they did a new study here with patients um, with a high level of uh, acute cardiovascular distress. Now, the issue with this is that uh, 
they, f they found that treatment with um, lipoic acid could dramatically uh, lower the levels of free radical damage in the heart within 24 hours and during the first week of treatment by increasing the activity of the aldehyde dehydrogenase enzyme. So acetaldehyde, not only can it cross the blood-brain barrier, barrier and and give you problems in that area, but it actually has been shown now to affect your heart. Okay, it can actually cause you know heart issues as well if it, if it's let you know let's um, if you let it go too far. So what it's shown here is that our alpha lipoic acid actually helps the enzyme aldehyde dehydrogenase help you clear out the acetaldehyde. Okay, so this is very important. So now you have to remember that your body processes a lot of non-toxic aldehydes on a regular basis from intake from alcohol and sugar compounds. But when toxic aldehydes, you know, overload the system, even normal aldehyde metabolism can struggle. Okay, so such as you know, it, it and it and it can really handicap your system and, and cause problems with the, uh, with metabolizing carbohydrates. You'll get you'll get you know a lot of unpleasant systems, including sensitivity to things, including weight gain. Uh, it can even cause sensitivity to smells and certain perfumes and certain things like that. So you know, and then as the acid, as the aldehyde levels build up, it causes a chain reaction that can damage the fatty acid structures. Now, those cell membranes that it, it damages eventually can have an impact on the brain. It can have an impact on your heart. And it's shown that uh, if left untreated, it can cause major problems. Again, candida albicans and all that. And so, so this is you know this is good now. So this study you know this study proves that lipoic acid, which upregulates the enzyme, it helps simultaneously lowering the fatty acid free radical damage, at the same time boosting up the the actual enzyme itself. Now, um, prior to this type of study, uh, and he notes here is that only uh, pantothenic acid has been shown, or B5, in the form of B5, has been shown to, perfect, you know, to effectively perform this test. But now we have another nutrient that actually does this, and this is lipoic acid. So this, is, this is very key here. Again, for those of you who are dealing with anything from like brain frog, brain frog um, you know, again, uh, heart issues, uh, digestive issues, candida albicans on a regular basis. So I would suggest you know, again, if you have brain fog, you know, or just brain issues in general, um, again, pantothenic acid is good. R-alpha lipoic acid is good. DHA will help that because it's anti-inflammatory. And then you want to, um, and then if it's, you know, if you have uh, a problem as far as your gut, then you want to, you want to definitely go into probiotics, a really good regimen of probiotics to help try to clear that out. Now, it's not a, you know, it's not a one-shot deal. You got to do this on a, for a long period of time. But this is another tool to add to your toolbox if you're dealing with those type of issues. So this is good. All right. Next, UPI.com. Again, this is too much sugar can lead to heart failure. Now, you know, a, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that don't realize how sugar really does a job on your system. And people think, oh, yeah, well, blood sugar and all that, and yes, I know I shouldn't eat too much sugar. And so, but they don't realize that sugar has a caramelizing effect on your vessels, and it really can do a number. And I, I could tell you that, you know, from what I've seen in the reports and the studies that I've seen, is that sugar is the, probably the biggest culprit in heart disease these days. You know, besides the processed foods and all that type of stuff. But I, you know, I could tell you what, 
sugar is more lethal than things like saturated fat because saturated fat your body needs and there's a big myth out there on saturated fat and oh don't get saturated fat no you need saturated fat that's very important now yes you're not going to overdo it but you don't overdo any you know everything but sugar is huge here so let's talk about this a single sugar molecule stresses the heart and changes the muscle proteins resulting in poor pump function leading to heart failure. This is from U.S. researchers. Now, this was out of the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston, and they said that glucose, met, uh, uh, glucose me, uh, metabolite, glucose 6-phosphate, could accumulate from eating too much starch and or sugar. Now, the person who performed this, uh, these, these preclinical trials in animal models, as well as tests on tissues taken from patients at the Texas Heart Institute who had a piece of the heart uh, muscle removed to implant a left ventricle assist, uh, assist device. Um, these, this, this whole study here led to the discovery of the damage caused by glucose metabolite glucose 6-phosphate, the study said. So the quote here is, when the heart muscle is already stressed from high blood pressure or other diseases and then takes in too much glucose, it adds insult to injury. And this is, this is Dr. Heinrich uh, Tag, uh, Tagetmeyer, uh, and then this is out of the University of Texas in, uh, in Houston. So, you know, this is, this is a big deal because, again, Sugar is one of the biggest things out there as far as causing problems, and sugar is in everything. I mean, you can't pick up a pack of anything without having a certain amount of sugar in it. Now, of course, when you have products that are sugar-free, then you have to find out what else is in there to, co to compensate for the sugar that they didn't put in there, which a lot of times is things like, you know, high fructose corn syrup or other types of things. So you have to be careful what it is, you know, what it is. But, you know, obviously, if you're in poor if you if you have issues like high blood pressure in general if you're older in general i would say anybody but especially if you're older and you're dealing with high blood pressure high cholesterol issues things like that you really want to lower your intake of sugar because this has been shown to i mean think about what it just says a single mole molecule of sugar stresses the heart and changes the muscle proteins a single molecule that's a big deal all right so my suggestion would be to cut down or cut out the sugar as much as possible, because you got to remember you you know even if you're eating a certain amount of carbohydrates you're getting you're getting sugar from that in general okay so you don't want to add the cakes and the cookies and the things on top of that as well okay so my suggestion would be to get you know get the sugar out of your diet if at all possible do whatever you need to do and yes does it require willpower absolutely you know and I'm I was one of those people that I was addicted to sugar especially as a kid. I had sugar after every meal, and I didn't care. And I figured, well, if I worked out and I, and I, um, you know, I, I lifted weights and I ran and I did all these types of things, that it wouldn't matter. And and you know, it does it does buffer some of it when you do that, but not all of it. Believe me, you still have to cling to a, a really good proper diet because it's going to lead to a lot of fatigue. And I noticed that when I was younger, I had a lot of brain fog. And I noticed that I, I I had a haziness around when I would when I would walk around, especially eating these high sugar meals. I would get like a haziness feeling, and I look back at it now, and I was like, wow, I didn't know what I was doing to myself when I was younger. But um, you know, this is you know this is very very important. So those of you who want to 
stay on a good path and not lead to heart failure. You got you got to remember that as you get older, the heart is a, becomes a weak spot anyway. Okay, so you know it, you have to do a lot more as you get older just to keep the heart flowing the same way and everything flowing in a in a good way. So uh, let go of that sugar if you at all if possible. All right. Next, uh, natural news. This is from P. Simard. This is uh, keep your immune system strong with Pardiarco. Now, what is Pardiarco, you ask? Well, many of you may not have heard of it, so I'm going to talk a little bit about it, and this is going to be our nutrient for the week. Now, first of all, Pardiarco is spelled P-A-U-D apostrophe A-R-C-O, Pardiarco. Now, let's, let's talk a little bit about what it is. First of all, Pardiarco is regularly found in South America, and it's often used as a medicinal herb designed to protect the body from harmful organisms. Okay? Now, apparently, this herb has been used uh, for treatment and prevention over the last 1,500 years. So this is, this is not a newbie around the block. This is, this is something that's been around for a long time. Now this is according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Western Regional um, Research Center. And now the actual Department of Agriculture is recognizing its, uh, its potent antioxidant qualities. Now it has a lot of health benefits including anti-tumor, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral properties. Think about that. If there was a if there was a drug out there that had all those properties, think about it would be the most it would be the top selling drug in the world. Period. End of story. Imagine that. Now this is a nutrient that's been used for 1,500 years, and yet not many people have heard of it. Tells you something. Well, scientists in general have identified two key active chemicals in the inner part of its bark. Okay. These components are known as uh, uh, lapicol and beta-lapicone. All ha also have shown great promise in fighting off metastasis, and, and we're talking about cancer now. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how it helps to fight cancer because we know it has all these other properties as well. Um, first of all, uh, they've shown that uh, that patriarchal can play a major role in cancer, and I'm quoting here the U.S. patent. Uh, the U well, the U.S. patent 5,663, no, sorry, 5,663,197 sure seems to lead in that direction. The, the, the assurance of this U.S. patent, this is a patent, followed clinical studies conducted by a company named Tahibo out of Japan, uh, out of Osaka. And it basically explains that the compound extracted from Patriarco tree bark displayed amazing abilities in slowing the growth of 23 specific kinds of cancer cells. And 12 precise forms of malignant cancer tumors were not only inhibited in their development and expansion, but actually led towards necrosis, which means cell, which means the cancer cell death. Okay, so think about that. It actually not only inhibited the cancer growth, but actually killed off the cancer in general. That's incredible. Okay, um, it actually, it actually was able to um, deal with twelve different kinds of malignant tumors. I mean, we're talking everything from the colon cancer to cell, to uh, squamous cell carcinoma, cervical carcinoma, pancreatic carcinoma, lung carcinoma, bladder carcinoma, renal cell carcinoma, thyroid carcinoma. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. It's incredible. Now you have to you have to you have to understand that there are over thirty known 
constituents inside this amazing herb and they only know two of them that do this so the other ones have not even been touched yet so how incredible is that Pautiarco how in, how amazing is this thing now uh, there was a gentleman named Walter Lubbock who, who had a book called The Healing Power of Partiarco. And the famous healing results provided in this herb don't only consist of a few elements inside of it, but all of its substances are important and valuable. Okay, So, uh, in lay language, what are we saying? We're saying this thing is amazing. Anti-cancer, antiviral, antifungal, anti-everything. <laughs> so, uh, if you can find it, Research it. Do some research in Patriarco. See where you can get it. I, I know they have it in powder forms. I know they have it in different types of herb forms. So, uh, you know, see if you uh, if you can find it, especially if you're dealing with any kind of issues. This may help you um, as far as, you know, as far as getting on the right path. You know, I'm not saying this is a cure for anything, but the studies are right here showing that it's actually reversed, you know, malignant cell tumors. So this is huge stuff here. So a nutrient for the week, Partiarco. How about that? Okay, next, UPI.com. We're going to talk about apples, something as simple as apples. Well, they say an apple a day keeps a doctor away, of course. Now, let's see how true this is. The benefits of apples. Well, First of all, we know that apples uh, can re help reduce your risk of heart disease. Okay, and just so you know, this article uh, is from Michelle Marks. This is from Natural Health 365. A USDA-funded study took place in 2011, focusing on women, showed that apples not only reduce LDL, which is you know what they call the, the bad cholesterol levels, but also increased the HDL, uh, good cholesterol levels by four percent. All right. And in just six months, women experienced 23% decrease in LDL levels just by eating apples. Look at that. Next, apple pectin. It's also been shown to lower your cholesterol levels. Of course, now, uh, you know, losing weight will reduce your risks of a variety of ailments, including heart disease and high blood pressure and that type of thing. But apple pectin has shown to help with these types of issues as well. Now, you have to understand also that apples in general in their peel okay apple peel have a very significant compound called quercetin and quercetin um, is a it's a flavonoid which is found in the peel of the apple which helps helps your lungs and it actually has been shown to help reduce the risk of lung cancer and different types of issues when it comes to the lungs including you know things like lung infections and um, you know, it boosts the power of your lungs as well, helps to boost your immune system, helps to combat stress. Quercetin is absolutely one of my favorite compounds, and it's found in the peels of apples. Now, quercetin, just uh, incidentally, has been also, is, it's huge uh, as far as being used as a uh, natural antihistamine when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, allergies and allergy season. So a lot of people will take 500 to 1,000 milligrams of quercetin or more uh, to help reduce the symptoms because, again, it's a natural antihistamine. Instead of taking those over-the-counter medications that have a lot of side effects as well as drowsiness and stuff like that. But if you are taking quercetin, by the way, or if you're not eating apples and you're taking your quercetin, take some vitamin C with it because vitamin C and quercetin at, um, work together synergistically to help uh, digest the uh, quercetin itself. Okay. 
Next, a new study from Finland's National Public Health <coughs> Institute revealed that a diet rich in flavonoids can reduce the risk of cancer. Well, we know that. Well, in a study, nearly 10,000 men and women were studied. Researchers found that those who ate the most foods rich in flavonoids were 20% less likely to get cancer. Cornell scientists also found that there are compounds in apple peels called uh, tryptopenoids that can combat cancer cells in the liver, colon, and breast. So how about that? So again, apples, very, 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 very important. The apple peel, just as important. So those of you who are eating the apple or juicing the apples, juicing the apples is phenomenal because you get the whole thing. Uh, you, you know, just throw the peel in there and juice the whole thing. You get all the compounds and 100% of the daily value of that. Very, very important. And if you're, you know, if you're not eating apples, then drink some my suggestion would be organic apple juice because that's also been shown to have some positive side effects however you have to remember that these organic if you get the organic apple juice is not as bad but don't get the apple juice try not to get it non-organic because then there's a lot of other things thrown in it at least you want the more uh you want the more natural sugars with it so it can help but it's got to be pure 100% organic apple juice if you can but again juice it and try it that way now there's a lot of people that do have allergies to apples so you got to be careful Obviously, those of you who have allergies to apples don't don't eat them or don't juice them. However, you still want to get your flavonoids, and you can get flavonoids, things like quercetin, vitamin C, which are other great uh, flavonoids as well. Get them in your diet on a regular basis because, again, it does show to halt uh, you know cancer and a lot of other types of issues, um, you know health issues and stuff like that. So, but apples, excellent for your health. So get those into your diet as much as you can. All right, uh, I'm going to go for I'm going to go to a question here. This is from CJ, and uh, this is a question regarding uh, I guess a diet of elimination. So I'll I'll read it first. It says my nutritionist friend tells me that I shouldn't be eating grains, wheat, gluten, dairy, and a bunch of other things. I've never had a problem with these foods, but I hear so many people uh, you know being told not to eat these things. Now, I'm afraid that if I eliminate all these foods, there is not much left for me to eat. I'm, a 30, I'm 35 years old, take pretty good care of myself. What do you think about this type of diet and all these things that people are being told not to eat? Do you eat this stuff yourself? Well, I'll tell you exactly what I eat, and, I, and well, I'll tell you exactly what I think. Uh, but let me answer your question. Let me go backwards first. First, with, uh, do I eat this stuff myself? Some of it, yes, I do. Okay. Now you're going to find again if you listen to this show I'm a little uh, I'm a little um unconventional or I don't go with the I I don't always go with the mainstream opinion of things, okay? Um but here's the thing about this. And and I've thought about this many times especially when I talk to people who tell me that their doctor said this and the nutritionist said that and their dietitian said this and so on and so forth. Here's the deal. Um, things like, you know, grains, wheat, dairy, you know, gluten, all that type of stuff. I don't, I would never, ever, ever, ever make a blanket recommendation to everybody I meet to tell them to, to take these things out of their diet. I just don't. Okay, here's why. And this is one thing I have found with, with talking to talking to many, many, many people, working with many, many, many people, and just, and even my own diets, and people in my family, and so on and so forth. There is n there not one person is, exa is exactly the same. 
Okay, meaning that you could have two people, one can eat uh, wheat, gluten, da grains, dairy, all these types of things and never have a problem with it. Then you have another person who can eat those things and have major problems with it. Here's the deal. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I don't tell you if you've never had problems with these types of foods before to stop eating them. Why should I do that if you're not having a problem? The, I, you know, I know people who have lived to 90 years old and have eaten wheat and dairy and gluten all their life and absolutely had not one problem with it and have lived great lives. Okay, have lived normal lives with it, never had a problem with it. Okay, but now it's become this fad that you can't eat gluten, you can't eat dairy, you can't eat grains, you can't eat old things. And yeah, what do you eat? What does the average person eat? It's it's a legitimate question, okay? I now yes, there are for for example gluten, okay? Yes, there are people that have a gluten intolerance out there, and many many people have that. There are people that have true celiac disease, okay? Absolutely, and that in that case, yes, you want to eliminate the gluten in your diet, and that will make some people feel better, and it will make people you know maybe help their health situations and things like that. But there are a lot of people out there who never had a gluten intolerance before and all of a sudden developed it. To me that is a very important point because you have to remember that there are a lot of people out there who have a big issue with uh, digestive symptoms, digestive problems, candida albicans and don't even realize it. And then when they eat things like gluten uh, or wheat and grains and those types of things um, it cross-reacts with their existing candida problems and causes problems. Okay. Now, does that mean the actual food is bad? No. That means that whatever is causing the problem is bad. So my suggestion is you troubleshoot it. You don't just make a blanket statement and say don't do it. I, I don't subscribe to that. I'm sorry. It's just not my way of doing things. I think everybody's got to be taking It's just like having a vegetarian diet. I say if you want to do it, fine. But I know people who don't do well on a vegetarian diet. I know people who, who, who have gotten sick from a vegetarian diet, a healthy vegetarian diet, because they're in their, um, in their, uh, you know, way of doing things or in their body, it just doesn't work for them. So, you know, there is there. I, I think there is such a thing as nutritional typing. I think you have to eat based off of your type based off of what's good for you because everybody's body is completely different. They've gone through different experiences. They've gone through different foods. They've gone through different stress tolerance times in their life and and it all makes us different. So I, I never make a blanket statement like that. Okay, I think yes there are uh, people who have an issue with gluten and they know they have an issue with gluten as soon as they eliminate it and it, uh, it changes their problem. Okay, great. You know, but again that does not necessarily mean that the gluten was cold. You got to remember, there's also there's also a transglutaminase problem, uh, uh, scar filament in your digestive tract. That transglutaminase problem, when you have a candida problem, what it does is it takes the transglutaminase and it's kind of like a scar type of issue, and it kind of uh, it kind of attaches it to the wall of your digestive lining. So every time you eat gluten. It passes through that transglutaminase type of uh, scar filament and actually causes digestive problems. Okay, but again, that's because there was an existing problem to begin with. Now, when it comes to dairy, I eat dairy. Okay, now do I eat the regular dairy? No, I eat organic cheeses. I eat, uh, you know, 
Um, I don't. I do not drink milk. Okay, milk is not something I, I I drink because most of the milk out there, unless you're getting it organically, is laced with a lot of antibiotics, a lot of uh, growth hormone, those types of things. So I don't eat that. I I personally love almond milk, and that's what I drink, and that's what I drink in the mornings with my smoothies, and it's been great. Okay, my whole family drinks that. Um, but I've never had a problem with dairy at all. Even growing up as a kid, I never had a problem. And any digestive problems that I did have, what I do, I solve them with probiotics. And now I don't have any issues with that. So, you know, in general, I don't tend to follow fads because there were so many fads out there. With there was the Atkins diet, and then there was the uh, you know the trans the the saturated fat, get rid of fat in your diet, and then there was this diet, and then there was that diet, and now, you know, there's so many, you know, trends, and then everybody will hop on that bandwagon and go, I don't hop on bandwagons at all. I, you know, I look at the actual science, and, you know, uh, you know, until you can prove to me that things like gluten, or things like dairy is problematic for every single person on the planet, you're not going to convince me that it is. So, <laughs> I know it's kind of a long-winded answer, but uh, at the end of the day, I base my nutritional recommendations upon the person themselves, and if they need to eliminate something, then fine, eliminate that thing, fix the digestive problems, and then if they want to slowly add that food back in, that's fine, or, or if they want to leave it out, that's fine. But, if you think about it, if you eliminate all these things, what are you going to eat? You know, you, you have to understand that people need something to eat because then if you're on a, uh, you're on a no, you know, no calorie bird food diet, that's going to cause more problems in and of themselves, right? So, that's just my feeling on it. Okay, uh, but again, you know, you have to do what's best for you. Uh, but I, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, the bottom line is, if you don't have a problem with those, with those things, you know, as long as you don't overdo them, you eat them once here, here and there, that's fine. But again, you don't want to overdo them either, because you got to remember that the, you know, if you overdo anything, it can cause a problem. But I think if you're eating it and you're, you're fine, I, I don't have an issue with it, as long as you're maintaining a good diet in general, eating fruits and vegetables, eliminating sugars. And you're and you're exercising. You're doing those things, and you're eating gluten. You're eating dairy and those types. You're not having a problem. Then you're fine. Again, this is just my opinion. All right. So, anyway, sorry to go go on about the long answer, but that's just uh, just my feeling on it from a lot of conversations I've had. Anyway, I hope you guys had uh, you go, hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. Again, if you have a question for me, you can go to wellnesstalk at hotmail dot com. Uh, so. Until next week, I will see you guys. I'll speak with you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Take care and be well. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints. 
where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com cloud. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen.